Hello, and welcome to a special holiday episode of Startup Dad. No matter who you are, no matter what you celebrate, it's exhausting to be a parent this time of the year. Today, I'm sharing some of the best and worst holiday moments from many of my past Startup Dad guests. You'll hear about their favorite holiday traditions, the special meals that they make together with their family, and of course, the most disastrous holiday moments of all time. My hope is that hearing this helps to normalize just how different and hectic everyone's holidays can be. And if you happen to have a disastrous holiday this year, just know you're not alone. This happens to all of us. So sit back, pour yourself a cup of hot cocoa, load up a log on that roaring fire, and enjoy today's episode of Startup Dad. What are some of your favorite holiday traditions? My parents, kids, Vivi, all of us making Christmas sweets together. We come from a culture which has Portuguese and Indian influences, and of course the Western, us being Catholic and Indian heritage at the same time. So it's a mix of flavors and fragrances that brings everyone together. And when people come together to create things, it bonds you like no other. So the tradition is sitting in silence with the family I grew up with and peeling satsumas on the couch together and throwing the peels into the fireplace and smelling the smell of the burning satsuma and hearing the skin crackle in complete silence. And I'll tell you why it's one of my favorites. So religion is sort of a tricky wicket in my family. My dad is Jewish. My mom was Catholic. And both of their parents got mad at them for marrying out of faith. And so anything and everything related to religion was a little bit fraught for them. And that included the holiday season. And so there was always tension. There was always friction. There were some in-laws in the house. It was really best when we were all quiet. And the nice thing about this tradition is, you know, oranges are secular as far as I know. And, you know, we'd sit on this couch and we would smell the smells and we would listen to the the skin crackling and we would not talk (laughs) and we would uh, just be together as a family. And that's actually such a nice memory for me that I now do that with my wife and and my young boys that we got to talk about before. I take them to get hot chocolate after school and I bring all of the supplies, the paper, the colored pencils, crowns, and we write our letters to Santa. Both of my boys actually do not believe in Santa anymore, but this was the first year they insisted on doing it anyway, which I was really touched by. But yeah, that's that's a tradition we hold dear. Actually, we send our letters to Santa through the post office as well. And one year, the post office sent one of the gifts on the list to our house. Whoa. Like a $75 Lego set showed up at our house. And wow. like a whole letter from Santa, it was wrapped beautifully. So apparently the post office does this. Like they randomly select like a letter and fulfill one of the, the gifts on the list. So it was. Wow. Our kids might not believe in Santa, but we do. That's the more I'm sorry. Yeah. We do Christmas Eve. As kind of an event. So the the story is Mrs. Claus arrives 
used to deliver a DVD, now just delivers a recommendation on streaming platforms with a box of family PJs, hot chocolate, and popcorn. And we all cuddle up in matching PJs and watch a movie. How does Mrs. Claus deliver the recommendations? Does it come via email or video recording or handwritten letter? Handwritten letter, yeah. It comes in a box, often a cast-off Amazon box, delivered through you know, the parent version of sleight of hand. Oh my God, where did this come from? <laughs> you know, look, there's a plane and then all of a sudden there's a box in the kitchen. Now that we are proud Texans, we are starting barbecue Christmas every year. So instead of doing the traditional, you know, Christmas dinner with the ham and the mac and cheese and whatever, we're going over to um, Terry Black's here in Austin, Texas. And we're going to pick mm-hmm. up a shit ton of barbecue and we are going to celebrate christmas eating good old-fashioned texas barbecue food i have a massive winter wonderland going on in front of my house every single tree and every bush is covered with lights like it's completely crazy <laughs> you, can, you can see it from the moon <laughs> type of level of, of lights that are going on and every year the amount of lighting has gone up dramatically because like the first year we did a little bit and then like more and then I discovered these solar lights, which I didn't know existed. And they like make life way easier because then you can like just let them run on their own because they run yeah. out of juice in four or five hours. So it's like really cool. So this year it was kind of nutty. And the last few years our gardeners have put them up. And so I like ordered these insane amount of lights and then they kind of put them up there. So the entirety of the, the front yard is full of, full of lights. We do them before Thanksgiving. So the week, the week of Thanksgiving, they all kind of have gone, gone up. And my kids love it because now like from about five to 5.45, they are outside running around from light to light, having like a really uh, amazing time. So that's the first thing. And then we, you know, do a pretty big Christmas tree. And I think one of the things that's been most fun for me to watch is the progression from like, we have to do the whole tree, obviously, because they're like babies to and, and very little to now like they put up the ornaments on the tree. So last year, all the ornaments were like at the very bottom of the tree, right? Because they were like, <laughs> this is very short. Now we've right. gone up like, you know, half a foot up from there. So like they're in the middle of the tree or, or yeah. whatever. And so like eventually, presumably, like they'll do the, the top of the tree as well. But like a tree is very heavy at the bottom and not so heavy <laughs> at the top. Uh, just given the, the height of my children, we usually get a tree Thanksgiving week as well. And so we have a, a tree going and we discovered this person in Canada the first year they were around who on, on Etsy who makes ornaments. You know, she was selling like Totoro ornaments and my husband really into Totoro. And so we bought them. But then we're like, hey, would you actually make ornaments for us uh, if we wanted to? And so for the last four years, she'd been making ornaments for us based on our kids' favorite books. And so now we have like 40 ornaments that she's made over the last four years that are from like you know, various books that they really like. And so our kids have a really fun time kind of playing with them and like putting them out and then putting them on the tree. And we also then get all those books that are on the tree. And then we read, you know, one or two of those stories a day from the time when the tree goes up until until Christmas time. So we always have a fairly big gathering at Christmas. It's around 20 people. I think this year is going to be like 25. So it's going to be a fairly a good good number of people. And what we used to do is, in the UK, same as in the US, you would give your presents, you know, after kind of Christmas dinner, so after the lunch on Christmas Day. But with 25 people in the room and everybody giving, you know, something to everybody, and then we also had presents that people had sent in, 
we ended up with this massive amount of like 300 presents under the tree and it was disgusting. It took hours to get through and nobody, you know, you didn't enjoy it anymore. You were just like taking it, you know, right. a list to remember who was giving you what. So we said, hang on, let's just break that up. And we went kind of back to think, okay, like maybe traditions that we as kids. And so back in Germany, we celebrate the Christmas Eve is our big thing where we do gifts on Christmas Eve. So we've started doing that. So any presents that come from Germany, basically for the kids or for us, we do on Christmas Eve. Then obviously we've got the stockings in the morning. And then we only do presents from people that are in the room after lunch. And then on Boxing Day, we'll do any other presents. So, you know, British grandparents sending stuff. So we, we stretched it out, which is nice because it's three days of present giving, but also gives us time to focus yeah. and enjoy the presents rather than this mad rush of just hundreds at once. So that's quite nice. I really like the tradition of staying indoors for too long such that you just feel bloated and slow sluggish outside feels hard to get to even though it's right there trapped i guess is the word i'm looking for and the tv's just too loud why no one knows is anyone watching this football game no no are you hungry no but you continue to eat and yeah want to just sink yourself further into the couch and into depression at the same time. That's my favorite and most longstanding holiday tradition. One of the things with having kids is that you start to do these things around the, the holiday period. You know, Christmas becomes a lot more fun. And one of the things we love to do with, with our kids is in the run-up, we obviously have a, a lot of countdowns in terms of when they're coming, advent calendars and so on. They're getting super excited, but on Christmas Eve, we've started always doing this thing where we go out into the back garden and we don't actually have a fireplace. So there's no chimney for them to come down. So, so we have to make up this story about how we, you know, leave a key outside for, for Santa to get in. And we do things like sprinkle this reindeer food on the lawn so that the reindeers know where to land so they can come in and so on. So we got into that tradition of, of doing that, leaving stuff out. We leave mince pies and, and milk out like most people, I guess, do. We have to take a bite out of the mince pies, of course, so they look like they've been eaten, yep. which is pretty horrible. Neither Jane or myself like mince pie. In fact, we hate mince pies. And so, you know, what we have to do is take this pie, spit the mince pies out, and hope the kids don't don't find those remains. But yeah, that, that's one one tradition. Elf on the Shelf, we're doing that for the first time this year, so we're looking forward to that. What about holiday meals? What are some of your favorite family recipes? My wife's stuffing is really, really good. It has pork sausage, sage, roasted chestnuts. So you roast the chestnuts first, then you put them in bread and onions. And mm. I feel like I may be missing one or two items, but I think those are the main ones. It's just really, really yummy. It's fun yeah. to make as well. It has that weird thing with the pork sausages where like you buy the sausage and then you kind of like unsausage the sausage yeah. by like yes. squeezing the meat out. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like, why am I doing this? Um, oddly satisfying though. Oddly satisfying. Very satisfying. Yeah. In fact, I feel bad for the, you know, the, the wasted labor of sausaging the sausage. Of sausaging. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love a maple glazed honey baked ham 
with like the crust on the outside. And then when you go to take a bite, it crunches. And so you have sort of the, the saltiness from the pig with the sweetness of the maple. And yeah, that's probably my favorite meat dish for either Thanksgiving or you can eat it all year round, but like Thanksgiving or Christmas. And I really love, they have like the sweet potato casserole that they make and you can throw it in the oven and super unhealthy, but it is also delicious. I love to cook and I love to cook now with my younger son, Benjamin, who's seven years old and he really delights in food and cooking the same way that I do. And my favorite holiday food is latkes or potato pancakes in the Jewish tradition. And that's totally 100% because of how he excited he gets. I and mean, they're delicious. Like you eat some homemade latkes with some sour cream, some applesauce. It's absolutely great. But I wouldn't love them except that in October every year, he starts smelling the holidays coming around. He says, Daddy, you know, can we make potato pancakes? And he's so brave. And he absolutely should not be flipping latkes in hot oil. But I let him do it anyway and, you know, keep an eye on him. So he feels like he's having an adventure and then we eat them together. And I will tell you, I tried a bunch of different things and I've, you know, sliced up my own potatoes and all that stuff. I don't think that it's possible to beat the traditional Manischewitz box of latkes that you can pick up currently on sale for three bucks at your local Safeway store. I know because I bought a couple yesterday. It'll give you the feeling of of the holidays if you grew up in a at all Jewish household and and they're freaking delicious. I'm traditional. I love turkey and gravy. I think I love the gravy more than the turkey because then you can put it on everything else. My favorite of all that though is green bean casserole. Like love it to death. I actually hate onions in most cases. Like despise onions, but like the the fried onions on top of green bean casserole. I don't know. It's my jam. It's it's my favorite thing that I look forward to during the holidays. We almost exclusively, with the exception of one or two Christmases, always spend them with either my in-laws or, or my family. So we fortunately hardly ever have to cook. But one thing that it, that is a you know, a firm favorite amongst, amongst my family where we spend a lot of our Christmases is anything with pigs and blankets, you know, sausages wrapped in bacon. It's always a winner. And almost always on Boxing Day, we have a sausage roulade, which is just the most, it's my, basically a big sausage roll, but yeah, festively yeah. done and uh, we love them. Yeah. The two for my family that uh, come up during the holidays are chocolate gravy, which you eat with biscuits and butter, and buttermilk pie, which is a very Southern tradition that my my grandmother passed down over the years. Wow. So that's probably the two for me. We need to sit on the chocolate gravy one for a second. Can you tell me more about chocolate gravy? I mean, it has the same consistency as like, you know, a normal gravy, like a turkey gravy or whatever, except it's chocolate instead. So it's, you know, kind of viscous, sweet, but not too sweet. And yeah, and the, the recipe is secret in my family. So I couldn't tell you what it is if I tried. Um, okay. I just, grandma's allowed to make it. Wow. This is amazing. You better get that gra- recipe at some point. We got to pa- pass it forward for future generations, but we'll I keep gotta, it. I we'll keep it off the pod. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Michelle, what about yours? What are your favorite uh, family recipes? I don't know if you know this, but I'm Italian and I have like a long list of family traditions, especially around Christmas. 
I mean, everything from like the seven fishes for Christmas Eve to how we bake so many cookies, particularly pizzelles. And they are like gift wrapped in cellophane and like bow tied. And we literally give them to like everyone we know, like including our dentist and, you know, our, our neighbors and yeah, everyone. So that is quite an undertaking. I also love eating panettone on Christmas morning. And so man, my parents have like shipped me panettone and brought back panettone from Italy and the best panettone that I've ever had is by Roy. It, his company is from Roy and it's actually in the Bay Area. And he has perfected the panettone recipe. So I highly recommend just cutting that up, putting it in the toaster or the oven, putting some butter on it, and it's the best. What is the most disastrous holiday moment you've ever had as a family? Last year, first Christmas in our new house and our parents were supposed to fly out for Christmas like any other holiday and they live in South Florida so they live about an hour north of Fort Lauderdale and they usually fly to the Fort Lauderdale airport last Christmas around this time all the flights got canceled so they actually drove to the airport waited around all day Southwest kept bumping and bumping and bumping the flights yeah eventually they were like sorry guys it's canceled it was like 11 p.m at night so they'd been there since three o'clock now it's 11 they've already driven an hour down there and her dad, so I think in another life, he would have been a a semi-truck driver. He loves driving and he can do these <laughs> these trips. He has no problem. He'll just say, I'll stay awake and I'll drive and, and it's fine. They got in the car and they drove from Fort Lauderdale to Austin the entire 19 hours or so nonstop. After being awake the entire day and spending the day at the airport, they just drove through the night. Her mom and her dad switched spots a couple of times and they made it to us the following evening, right? So they left at 11. They made it in about like six or seven o'clock that day. We celebrated Christmas dinner the following day. So we kept all the honey, ba- it was all honey baked food last year too. Yep. And so we kept it all in the fridge and it was all fine for an extra day. And we celebrated Christmas the following evening and then they passed out until the next morning and they ended up staying with us instead of like a week they stayed with us for like two and a half weeks because they didn't want to drive back right away during COVID time when the due diligence was happening that we we sold majority of the company in November 2020 and then it just so happened that my parents and my sister and her husband and everyone were home and we we thought COVID is gone and things were opening and we'd book those Bora Bora flights for everyone that didn't materialize because we all got COVID that holiday. Very recently, a similar thing happened. I don't know where it came from, but we basically had food poisoning. My son was sick. Um, yeah, he threw up like about 12 times between mm-hmm. like mid- midnight and like 3 a.m. And we had like an 11 a.m. flight to catch the next oh. morning, like a 12-hour flight. And uh, we're, we're doing fine as parents, you know, which is it's just really sad because he's, you know, he's two years old and he's like struggling, doesn't know what's hit him. But we're helping him out. We're cleaning him up. He goes to sleep. He wakes back up, throws up again, like falls asleep. Uh-huh. It's just like a, you know, we jump on this flight. It's an okay flight. Like he's feeling better. Like none of us are super well rested. And then like the next day, bam, like me and my wife get the same uh, three poisoning. Uh, so like the, we, we both wake up and like within 10 minutes, we both like throw up. And then we're just uh, like in bed, in bed sick for the whole day. 
What I find amazing about this, maybe this is like a best holiday story, is that we timed it so that our son somehow was was unwell before the flights. And me and my yes. wife were unwell after the flight. We had this 12-hour <laughs> flight in the middle that we survived and like no one threw up on a plane uh, and no one was sick. It was just like yes. incubating inside us while you know while we traveled. <laughs> yes, it's a uh, it's a holiday miracle. <laughs> <laughs> praise be, right? You ever see that SNL sketch with Matt Damon about Christmas? Yes. Let's just say like we live that for a few years. We had a flight out of Philly at 6:30 p.m. one of the days shortly after Christmas coming back to SFO. And the flight didn't get canceled, but it got delayed by like an hour. And then it got delayed by two hours. And then it got delayed by another two hours. And then it got delayed by another two hours. And we were kind of just sitting there thinking, do we bail? Do we just try to come back tomorrow? And they kept saying, no, 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 the flight's going to leave. This isn't a cancellation. And we stuck with it. And we ended up getting on the flight at probably about 2 a.m. Oh, and our kids are toddlers. They're yeah, yeah. Right, two and four, one and three. Yeah, something around there. So we ended oh. up getting home Pacific time, you know, 4.30 in the morning or something into San Francisco. We're carrying car seats and all this luggage. And man, that was, everyone was unhappy. And I think wow. on that same flight, Michelle had to like resuscitate someone on the plane who had cardiac issues. I mean, it was, oh. it was next. My son was sleeping on me and all I hear is like, help, help. Uh, I like throw my son onto Trey, who was still sleeping. I, yeah, go and do CPR. And then like two hours later, we like stabilize this person. Two hours later, this other person, like I would say late teenager, has retractable migraines and is vomiting like all uh, over the place. So I'm like tending them and going back and forth. It was a wild place. Eldest daughter, she was given a frozen dress, Elsa. So she got Elsa as, as a dress and she put it on. She's jumping around the kitchen, you know, you know, she literally had it on for 90 seconds. And then she just vomited all over the dress, like straight up. It was just complete disaster. And whatever she had, she passed on kindly enough to probably 80% of the guests, which was amazing. So it was literally her and I, I remember, I think it was only us that were sick the first night, but we, we were just kind of hugging the toilet side by side for, for the rest of the night, which was uh, great fun. Thank you for listening to today's special holiday edition of Startup Dad. If you enjoyed the show, why don't you start your own holiday tradition by leaving me a review or telling someone you know about this episode. Startup Dad is a Fishman AF production with editing support from Tommy Heron. You can listen to all of my musings on growth, product, and parenting at the Fishman AF newsletter. That's www.fishmanafnewsletter.com. Thanks for listening. 